Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld. I say special because we are approaching the trade deadline here in uh, just over a week. The end of the month, July 31st, is the trade deadline as always. And there is a lot to discuss, including what the Twins might do, where some of the top players might end up, and uh, what some of the top teams might be thinking in terms of some deals. And uh, here to break it all down with me, as always, is the great Robert Sangler and Nick Budig, the great minds. Robert, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. I uh, finally started scout class. Those who don't know, I'm in scout school. I'm trying to become a Major League Baseball scout. It's been an interesting ride, and I have about six weeks left. We also are talking to a former general manager of the Dodgers named Dan Evans. So hopefully I get some good results out of it, and uh, I can pass the word to a lot of different people. We got our old, own residential scout here, so maybe right. someday he'll be the guy that's uh, a guest on the podcast, not just a host. He'll be so busy oh, with wow. scouting stuff, he'll just have to come on as a guest. Nick, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. I have uh, a couple weeks left of summer before school starts up for us, so I'm enjoying that. I'm excited for the deadline. It's always exciting to get our hopes up and then see Freddie Galvis be the biggest name traded. So That's not going to happen this year, I don't think. Um, <clears throat> good segue, because I don't think that's going to happen. There's some big names <laughs> on the uh, supposed market, I guess. And uh, a couple of them are Twins. A few of them are Cubs. Some of them are Marlins. There's a lot of teams that are going to be selling this year. Um so we'll get we'll get to it, but just a reminder: we're on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio, you can find us. We're on social media at Stitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and our email is the Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns, I think we've got to start it with the logical place, which is the Twins, because we're from Minnesota. We've got the Minnesota listeners, and there's gonna be three guys that are going to be talked about a lot maybe four uh one jose barrios depending on it sounds like they're not talking with him about any extension and so he might be the best starting pitcher on the trade market this year because he's controllable and obviously he's put up some pretty good numbers you got nelson cruz who's only on a one-year deal so he's a rental but the best dh in baseball then you've got a byron buxton which is a very interesting name and we'll talk about this as well because it's also a contract extension thing. If he doesn't sign, they might try to trade him. And then you've got some other one-offs like in Drawn Simmons or whatever. But those are the three big ones. So first off, I thought we'd talk about Jose Barrios and Buxton because this is kind of the Twins' future or was supposed to be the Twins' future. And now it looks like uh, one or both of them might be dealt this coming deadline. Um, honestly, I fr- all i got to say about it is it's kind of a mess. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I agree. I think I think it's it's kind of interesting that the well to me because I Bar- Barrios and Buxton were in the same draft and they, they gain them in the same year and almost lose them in the same year together would be kind of interesting. But I, I mean, I, I think we can all agree we don't see that coming. We think one of them, may, leaning Buxton, probably would be the one that stays. But uh, Barrios is the interesting one because he's kind of been the ace. He's been the consistent guy. Um, he's I, I think he's never been on the injured list, which in contrast to the other guy we're talking about is is kind of funny. But uh, he's gotten the ball every time. He's gone out and pitched. 
uh, consistency has been the problem. But like you said, I think just because of the, the, the contract he has uh, and the durability he's done, I think he he is one of the better names for pitching prospects. I mean, pitchers on the on the list. Um, and so it's going to be interesting for them. Obviously, they've been trying to sign him for a couple of years. Uh, it comes out that he wants to be test the market. And that's apparently been his goal for a while is to test the market. So obviously, I think it's going to be difficult for them to ch- sign them without paying up. But uh, according to some tweets, he uh, the, the Twins want some big money for or, or big uh, big return for Brio. So it'll be interesting to see what they get. And, and you talk about consistency. He's pretty dang consistent when you look year over year but i think what you mean is the first half versus second half right where mm-hmm. yeah he's really good when it when it comes down to the all-star game then he just falls apart in the last two months of the season and that always hurts the twins down the stretch so that's the issue with him but he is controllable and that's what makes him super super desirable right now he's a free agent in 2023 so a year and a half of control for whatever team gets him and uh he wants a lot of money in free agency so he's probably going to go there on the other side of the coin, you've got Byron Bucks, who's played 38% of the Twins' games since 2017 because he's dealt with so many different injuries. But when he's on the field, he's one of the best players in baseball. On a per-game basis, he is. But that's the question here. Do you give him a contract extension, which looks like he might be he might be wanting $20 million plus per year, or do you let him walk, or do you trade him, and then uh, maybe he's healthy somewhere else and you have to see one of your best players uh, flourish somewhere else, which Twins fans are very used to. Um, Robert, you've had some pretty strong opinions on Bucks in the past. What do you think uh, is the path forward for him? you think he's going to get dealt? Do you think there's going to be an extension here in the future? I mean, it might not be this deadline, but maybe this offseason if there's no extension. Personally, yes. I've had mixed feelings on Byron Buxton throughout his career. And honestly, I would say in this situation, looking at all the free agents the next few years, as far as true center fielders, there isn't really that many. And none of them have the upside that Byron Buxton carries with the bat. So if I was the Minnesota Twins, I think you have to keep this guy. I know it goes against everything I say. But when you look at the market, there just isn't a quality center fielder with the tools so loud that Buxton has in baseball. So you have to keep a guy like Buxton. He's a guy that you've had in your farm system for so long. You've grown him. You've developed him. You, it's just hard to say goodbye to a player like that. And I think it, Buxton, honestly, in retrospect, I think he has to take a price cut. I think he owes it to the Minnesota Twins for how much he's been hurt. If he's going to prove that he is the star player and possibly the franchise tag of the Twins, if he signs an extension, he's got to prove it. So I think there's definitely got to be incentives, but I also think there's got to be some kind of form on this contract where he has to stay healthy or he doesn't make the pay. I mean, I, I just think Buxton is too valuable of a player, I mean, you look throughout the game, and like I said, with all the free agents, there's just nobody like him. And again, this goes against everything I say, but this is what the market is, and Buxton is the top of the market right now. And uh, you talk about if they can't get Barrios, you got to get one or the other. You can't let both of them walk. I'd love for them to get Barrios over Buxton. I just like his consistency, and maybe he hasn't put up elite stuff, but he's consistently a a, mid-to-high three ERA guy. And uh, maybe you can work out those second half issues down the road. I don't know, but I, um, I, I, think I think the Twins. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was just gonna say on the Bucks and stuff. Some team is gonna guarantee twenty million plus per year. I think oh, if yeah. he tests free agency, someone will do that. Absolutely, especially. But the Twins the have an advantage here in that, you know, well, they have an advantage that he's the only team they play, he's played for. But they have a disadvantage in that they they manipulated service time and 
We've seen that happen with Chris Bryant, who we'll get into in this episode as well. These players don't like that, and Buxton's agent's probably saying, hey, they didn't really let, they're, they're holding you for another year, so you have nothing, you owe them nothing. So I don't think he's taking a discount. And so the Twins are going to have to pay up. They're going to have to keep him. I would really not like to see him go 20-plus million per year, but they might have to, and mm-hmm. that sucks. But I agree with you, Robert. This, the, the potential for him of being healthy is there, and uh, when he is healthy, he's be, you know a top-five player in baseball, let's be honest. Yeah, so going back to your Jose Barrios thing, I actually think Barrios will get traded this season, and I do have a fit that I think is perfect, and maybe some people would uh, say, I don't think that's going to happen with that haul. But A.J. Preller and the San Diego Padres have done stuff like this throughout the last few years. I think he's going to San Diego. The Padres need consistent uh, starting pitching. They've had a few guys with injuries, Lamette being one. Weathers just had a leg issue. He's not really a starting pitcher they're going to use in the postseason anyways. I think Barrios is that three-starter that the Padres have been looking for. He's controllable. You don't know the situation with you, Darvish, and the rest. And at this point, I think Luis Cabusano and even Chris Paddock go back to the Minnesota Twins for Jose Barrios because, like you said, he's controllable. Paddock's had his ups and downs. I think maybe in Minnesota, with the good pitching coach that we have, he'll be able to find something. I I just think that's a good value there. And Cabusano, not likely going to be a starting catcher in Minnesota as they have a few options, but he could be an impact bat, if not a Taylor Trammell talent. That could be traded a few times. I think Minnesota has to get the best value they can get. I think that's the play. Yeah, I, I mean, just I don't know if Paddock is the play. Yeah, that's the tough part because they've talked how much they want. They want uh, there was a I, I think it came out to be a false but report whether it was false or not. But it was said that they wanted two top one hundred level prospects, which I mean for a guy like Burrios you're not going to get. No, um, I think it's with, more about the control he brings. Yeah. But, I mean, even with that, I think it's it's so hard to get that. No, I don't think so. One is even probably a stretch, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, and so I th- it's that's that's why I question if he's going to get traded this year even. I, th- I think it might be some homework in the offseason that they make a deal. Um, but I think there's tons of fits for him if we're talking fits. I mean, you can go out east, play with the Jays or Red Sox or the Mets. All those guys could use pitching. I know Car- Carrasco comes back, but uh, – yeah, Every team. that was going to be my record. NL East, I think. I Braves just don't think you get the yeah, fit I mean, you're looking for. I mean, we're talking about if Barrios is on the market real-life-wise, if he if this isn't just rumors and this is actually real, then you got to ask for the best haul here. And personally, the way the season has gone for Chris Paddock and even last year, the value is there. He's a controllable pitcher for, I think, since like – or till like 25 or 26. So he's a controllable starter. The Twins need pitching, first of all. I don't know if he's going to be the guy we all expected him to be, but that's definitely value. And then, again, Luis Capuzano was a top 100 prospect. This is a guy that definitely adds value because he's one of the best available players that you can get in this kind of a deal. I think so. I, I think if Brees is dealt, I think we're going to see him in the NL East. That division is still way up for grabs. And yeah. Robert, you, you mentioned the Braves a lot in the preseason about deals they could make. Um, I think they need starting pitching. And... Barrios could help. They've had a lot of injuries. Mets have a lot of injuries in their starting rotation, too. So I think the Mets are going to be heavy players in this trade deadline. Heavy players. Yeah. With all the injuries they're dealing with and how open that division is. And uh, they're, they, I should, it's open It's because no team is good right now. No. And yeah. the Mets Everyone's seem to have a good grip on it, and then they went. They almost got swept by the Pirates. So um, I think the Mets are going to be heavy players. I think they're going to be in play for a lot of the top uh, players out there, but... 
Um, I could see Brias out in the NL East or the AL East, like Nick said. But a guy we haven't talked about, Nelson Cruz, is kind of the third player that's being thrown around for the Twins this year. And it looks like he's almost certain to be dealt um, because he's on a one-year deal. So the Twins really have no incentive to keep him since they're in a losing season. Um, and even if the Twins do trade him, if they like him enough, they can bring him back in the offseason like we saw with like Arales Chapman and so many other players. So uh, what do you guys think about Nelson Cruz? Obviously, he's going to stay in the AL because of the DH situation. But uh, where do you think the fit is there? Yeah, my, I mean, my first reaction, I think Oakland A's. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a really good. I know I, for some reason I I saw the 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 Jays were taking a look at him. I think that's a terrible fit. There's no no reason they need to get another bat um, unless somehow they turn him into a pitcher. Um, but I think the A's are a good one. Um, it's 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 an interesting fit because they're really the only team that needs offense the outside of the Rays. Team. Yeah. But the Rays aren't really a, a Nelson Cruz style team. Um, yeah, they like to rotate DHs. the DH. Yeah, and that's the problem. I think it's. I mean, the the Red Sox have hitters. The Jays, like we said, have hitters. Astros obviously have hitters. Yankees have a DH. Yeah. Yankees. It's 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 the DH situation. Is you know and all these teams have DHs. Red Sox and, he's and not, Yankees. And he's not going to go to the Indians. They're not going to. I mean, he you wouldn't think they'd want to do a division trade with a guy like that. But I think I mean the. A's or the Indians, I think they're the only fits for the AL unless some team thinks he can still play right The only way I could see that happening is if the Yankees put Stanton in the outfield, but that's not going to happen. And actually, that leads to my my next take there. I do think that if Nelson Cruz was to go to the Yankees, Stanton would go to the outfield. Now the question is, it's already a lost season, basically, if you look at it this way. So getting a rental like Nelson Cruz doesn't really hurt your future. And the Yankees desperately need some kind of a stick that can hit 300 and also just ignite a potent lineup that the Yankees have had over the years. So I think Nelson Cruz actually does fit New York, and you are taking a risk by putting Stan in the outfield and the injuries, and we know that. But in a season like this, I think the Yankees got to go for it and take the risk because I don't think they're going to be able to get these high marquee starting pitchers they're hoping for in this market so they're gonna have to use what their strength is and that's the offense and i think nelson cruz actually fits in very well in yankee stadium and what the twins get back is probably just like a number eight pitcher in their farm system they're not gonna get much i don't know what no, the Twins won't. fans think they're gonna get but yeah. honestly i think if you can get some kind of pitcher out of the yankees that's a win yeah just imagine the the favorite player on the minnesota twins going to the yankees i mean it hurts but i i, I just think <laughs> I mean, I saw I saw talk that Stan could get back in the outfield in the second half, and if it's going to happen, that's going to be the move that's going to really the only, get the Yankees well, I think to turn the it's tables. in the NL ballparks, so uh, they're playing an interleague game against the Marlins, a series against the Marlins, and they're saying he might play outfield there, um, which obviously he played outfield for the Marlins, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know when's the last time he played outfield. Yeah, probably for the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> um, but I think with the Yankees – you know, the problem they've had for years is that they don't have a good lefty bat in that lineup. Yeah, that's what I, that was my first And, was. you know, Cruz is a right-handed hitter. He's not really going to fill that need. And it's just weird because the Yankees so. built that stadium for left-handed hitters. Right. And it's been a long time since they've had a really good left-handed <laughs> right. hitter. Yep. Like, when are we talking? Like, Mark Teixeira? Yeah, it's been, yeah, probably. He's a lefty, wasn't he? Least. Yeah, well, you switch. Yeah, he's switch a switch hitter. Yeah. Beltron. I don't even know. Brian McCann, <laughs> I think, was one that they, that's why they went and got McCann. That was so. But weird. like, 
they haven't really focused on it. They need to get back to that. I mean, Odor's a lefty, right? But Odor's not really a really good hitter. So, um, I think Gallo is their play. Joey Gallo. That's, that's, I think Gallo. I, I mean, I, I, I've been thinking Gallo goes to New York, whether it be the Mets or the, or the Yankees, just because he is that. I mean, he a, a Gold Glove outfielder, and he, I mean, he's gonna hit bombs wherever he goes. Not gonna hit singles. The fit, yeah. the fit with Joey Gallo and the Yankees is just like too perfect, though. Yeah. And that's, that's why the I don't thing. Think it's gonna if happen. it's too perfect, like it usually doesn't happen no, for whatever no, reason. No, because they need an outfielder, they need good defense, and they also need a left-handed slugger. Obviously, the batting average isn't there, but the like batting average is outdated. I mean, he gets your batting on average is going to rise. Yeah, up but his strikeouts I don't think help the Yankee. I mean, I just when you look I at know, why they went signed, DJ I, Robert, I know, I know the strikeouts, but his on-base percentage huge, is very good. No, but it's a huge concern for a team that strikes out incredibly too much. I mean, the Yankees I mean, need to balance the their lineup even more. Like, it's, I, it's, I get it's a that, disaster. but Gallo isn't just your normal strikeout guy because he no. walks a lot more than anybody. He walks more than anybody in baseball. Yeah, but he's also going to be facing the American League East now and not the NL, or excuse me, the AL West. There's a different, there's I mean, different they're, pitching. They're comparable. Different I mean, no, pitching. It's only the Rays. Who are, I mean, it's the Rays. Nobody else is good I mean, pitching. Red Sox, yeah. oh, Red Sox good have good pitching. I mean, it's not going to blow him away, though. He saw that. I mean, the Astros and the A's are just as good as the Red Sox. I don't think we're going to be talking about a huge jump here for him. It's not like it's not like Lindor and going out to the NL East. A walk, a walk, like I don't think an eye just like disappears if you go to a different division. This isn't like that's a not what I'm arguing. Thing. I'm saying the strikeouts are going to be even more higher. Is what I'm saying when he goes to the American League. East. Mm, I don't. I, don't I, I honestly so. think I his think walk, so. his walk rate has been elite for so long, and his, his strikeouts have been the same for so long. I don't think we're going to see any difference. Now, if we're talking about a, a National League jump, that's always tough because you're talking about a completely different league with different pitchers. He's seen the ALEs before. This isn't yeah. something new to him. I just think I just I'm I'm always hesitant with a too perfect of a fit, and it's like yeah. and the Yankees are so stupid that they're not going to make it work for whatever reason. Let's the Yankees probably aren't even going to get any slugger. They're probably going to get like get some middle Yankee. a middle reliever and a middle starter, and they'll then they're going to be like we're going to go to the World Series. Max Kepler. Max Kepler, you think? There's their, there's their left-handed slugging yeah. offensive. Well, uh, the Twins can't get a bucket of baseballs for him right now, unfortunately. <laughs> Plus, they have him locked up though, so that's hey, he's not got bad. a great hit. Hey, he's he's got a great walk rate. He's a home run hitter. Plays great defense. Play good defense. I don't know about home Joey run Gallo hitter Light. He doesn't even hit anything anymore. No, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Joey Gallo is an interesting one. If it's not the Yankees, who else do you think he make, is a good fit for? Because he can, he can mean, go to the National League because he can field. There was Padre it's, talk for a while. I just don't think that's yeah, going to that, happen, though. I feel like outfields. That doesn't seem like a I mean, there's the me. Mets. Mets are always I mean, a player. A, I mean, the, then there's, I mean the, the Giants are talking about talk, talking about getting Marte, and I think Gallo, I mean, he's another outfielder. They're in, if they're in the, in the outfield mode, um, which I was surprised. I didn't think they were. I don't think he gets traded. What the Brewers? I don't see it. I, I just center field for them. No. You don't think Gallo gets traded? No, I don't know if he's gonna get traded either. I don't. I think so. his teammate Kyle Gibson's probably more likely. Yes, and I think the Yankees. I, can see I, can see I think that's more York. of a likely Kyle Yankee. Gibson to New York. Oh man, the Yankees—they're yeah. not gonna like him because he's not that good. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I love Kyle Gibson. He's having a great year, and he's a good control pitcher. But he's overperforming right now. Let's be I mean, honest. I could I could see Gibson going to going to a team like the Brewers. Especially with uh, Peralta being on the in- innings limit, I mean they still got two elite starters, but I just I don't think they'll be targeting starting pitching. I I don't I don't know I think they're I mean I guess I they think, could back into the rotation. They do need some guys. 
I think Gibson would be. I mean, he could go to the Padres. We talked about Padres looking at pitching. Well, he's a, he's got a high ground ball rate, so he's gonna probably want to go to a place that has. Boston. I mean, he wants to. It's not up yeah, to him. I know it's not, but I'm sure that would stink if he went to Yankees. Boston. Yankees. If he goes to Boston, he's done. <laughs> Didn't that, he have like his best start ever that, in Boston? But that infield like defense, a, a eleven the, career, eleven strikeout game in Boston. The Maybe Boston infield that. defense is absolutely horrible. <laughs> it's hard to watch. Um. All right. Well, let's pull it back a little bit. I mean, the Rays would be a good fit, I guess. Yeah. He's not a Rays pitcher. No, but that's something the Rays would like to do. I mean, he's how many years does he have on his contract? He's got two. It was a five-year deal last year, so yeah. So I mean, so I don't got, know. Like, I, I think years. I think, but the Rays. No, it was five-year deal this year, wasn't it? Something no, like I don't that. think so. Like it was that. a five-year deal. Wasn't he it? played last year for him. It was a five-year deal, though. I thought. Yeah, so I think I think the Rays would be a team that would not surprise me if they got in the hunt for him, just because you think he's the Rays are going to make a move. Well, I mean, they could. It's just it's a question of who oh, do they prefer. Do they prefer so he signed through next year. Prospects or do they yeah, prefer yeah. pitchers like Kyle Gibson? That's the question. All right. Well, another big name out there, uh, Chris Bryant, who has had a good season so far. He's fallen off a little bit, but um, still kind of a rebound year for him. Uh, the Cubs are going to be selling. He's probably going to be in the market. Javier Baez might be in the market, and that would be hilarious. Uh, but let's let's focus on Chris Bryant. Uh, what a weird career he's had so far you know one of the best young players in baseball rookie of the year mvp we all know that stuff then he's got the shoulder issue he never has been the same since and even this year you know he had a great start to the year but he's you know i think he's still dealing with some injuries and he's not the same player but uh i think a lot of teams would still like to take him robert what do you think about chris bryant right now and um what do you think some good spots are do you think he's got value well, I don't like his shoulders still, and I also noticed that now he's having hamstring issues. This is a guy who I don't know if he's going to be durable the rest of the season. He hasn't hit a home run in 18 straight games. It's a little concerning. His powers seems to be diminishing. Yeah, he gets on base. His OPS is still in 800, so there's still some value there. But I, I don't think he gets traded just because I think the Cubs are going to be asking for way too much. And, yeah, when he hits free agency, he might not sign with the Cubs. But I just don't think the Cubs are going to get what they want, and other teams aren't going to balk at that offer. And personally, I don't think there's a great fit for him. I know you said the Mets, Luke, and that seems obvious. But again, I just don't think it's going to be the obvious pick, even if he does get traded. But the what about the Indians? No, I think the Indians to me, Starling Marte is a better fit. I mean, to me, I think the Indian, I I think Marte is a good fit. I think Gallo is a good fit in Cleveland. I think they just need hitting. I think they need hit. I mean, they need hitting and pitching, honestly. So they're starting with all the injuries they've had in in, in the rotation. Um, I, I I don't see why Bryant wouldn't be a bad choice over there. I mean, I know they got Jose, but he can play second base um, or wherever. I mean, Mark, Bryant can play outfield. That's where he's mostly played this year. So, I mean, I, I think he's a fit for most contending bat. teams, honestly, because, yeah. you know, he's added a lot of versatility over the years. He's not just a third baseman anymore. And uh, I think any contending LA. team could make him fit. In a lot of different spots, yeah. um, I just I, I agree with Robert on the the injury stuff. I don't Bad. think the Cubs are going to get good. what they think they deserve for him. And you, the other side of this is that everyone knows that he's not going to sign an extension because they had that MLB grievance. Uh, he tried to get the Cubs on some the service time manipulation that didn't work, obviously because it's part of the CBA. But 
you know, obviously he's not happy. His dad's gone on the record and said he'll, he's not going to sign with the Cubs. And so that takes away a chip for the Cubs, right? Because everyone knows they need to trade him or else they're going to lose. Um, all I get is a compensation draft pick for him, which is pretty good if they sign a, give him like an offer, a qualifying offer this offseason. But they want to trade him. And so no teams are going to be playing hardball. And that is that is what happens. And then Chris Bryant might not get traded, even though he's, um, you know, some of the clown writers like John Heyman are saying 100% he's getting traded. But, you know, those are the guys that no players 100%. tweet ridiculous things. And there's no, no certainties in baseball. Yeah. So I don't know. But I think Mets make sense. I think, like I said, any contending team could make a run at him. Um and then uh, his his teammate Javier Baez, who's having a, a a very bad year except for the home runs, he's got like twenty one, but he's hitting, you know, his on base percentage is under three hundred, his OPS is OPS plus is barely above one hundred, so he's like an above average player, uh, which is pretty shocking to say the least. But uh, do you think he's gonna get dealt? I mean, where's where's the fit? I mean, yeah, honestly, I, only team I could really see that could use Baez is the Braves, and that's pushing Swanson to the outfield just because they are desperate for outfielders right now, and maybe they don't want to go out and get an outfielder. They obviously went and got Jock Peterson, but they still need more outfielders because Heredia plus El Monte is not the best combo. And, again, Acuna Jr. being out for the whole season, that's huge blow. So I think Swanson would move to the outfield and Baez would be a shortstop, but that, that's a stretch. Yeah, I, just with this year alone, I think it's hard to move him. It's 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 just a hard. I mean, they're not going to get he much. He does bring the defense, no. but uh, and he's a he's a rental, right? He's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, sub three hundred. He's really hurting. Percentage. He's really hurting his contract status this year. Oh my god! And last year he was terrible too. Yeah, it's been a bad stretch Cubs for him. Waiting too long to trade these players. It's like I don't I get mean, it. They it reminds they me of the Royals. Back it's after their too. dynasty, they <laughs> held on to Hosmer and Mustakis and Gordon way too long for trying yeah. to dismantle that, thinking they could win. Cubs are kind of the same place. They just Kyle they're holding Hendricks on a little bit too long. Yeah, they they had some peak value last year, and they they really didn't go well. Bryant's added some value, I'd say, but they yeah. could have traded Baez. And been bad. Um. All right. Let's let's end this discussion with. I might have spurred this on you, so be prepared. Um, if you need some time to look it over, that's all right. Uh, one under the radar guy you think is going to make a, a big impact for a team. So, Robert, you've got a. I can start if you guys want. I got a guy. Yeah, you go. You start. Okay. Okay. Go for it. So for me, my under the radar guy is Richard Rodriguez. He's the closer for the Pirates, and he's been one of the best closers in the National League. Just kind of sneaky, just because he's not on a good team. But you know, his WHIP is 0. .8, uh, 2.65 ERA, 31 strikeouts, 37 innings. He's controllable, though, so that makes me skeptical that the Pirates want to trade him, but he is a closer on a team that doesn't look like he's going to win for a few more years. He's controllable through 2023, so he'd be a free agent after that year. That's that's a huge piece that a team could add, and, and any team needs bullpen help. I don't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a closer or not. He could slot into any bullpen. He's interesting because he's not like a strikeout artist, but he has been in the past. Like You're talking about 2020, he had 13 strikeouts per nine, but it's not really... You know, if you look at his track record, not really what he's known for. But this year, 7.5 strikeouts per nine, um, 13 saves. He has blown three, but we're talking about a team that um, isn't the best, and uh, he's still getting the work done. So I think he might be one of the better closers on the market, Richard Rodriguez. What's a fit for him, you think? I, I, 
like it's one of those things that any team could use him. Any team needs bullpen help. But Braves. if we're really what Braves, it sounds well, the Braves like... could use a lot of different things. Yeah, NL East in that's general. A big one. That's a big one. Yeah, but I'm thinking White Sox would be a team that would be a really good fit. Because we're talking about the White Sox have like two or three good bullpen arms yeah. right now, yep. and if they have a team that I think they're starting in offense is good enough to go to the World Series, just that bullpen is missing the missing piece. Rich Rodriguez it could be one or two or three relievers that they could add at the deadline, and uh, if they added two or three guys like him, they are in a very good position. I feel like they have the pieces to do that too. Yeah, that'd be an Adam Frazier combo too. I think because we've been linked. Yeah, you're right, Adam Frazier. Base, so yep. that would give the Pirates more value, more for sure. The White Sox can make that work. That yep. would be Definitely. probably one of the best deals Definitely. of the deadline if the yep. Sox can swing yep. Rich Rodriguez and Adam yep. Frazier. That would yeah, fill their needs. Be a lot though. Yeah. It would be a lot, but they could. I think the Sox. This is their year, though. If they're they are it. very good this year. If they're gonna do it this year. All right, uh, you guys ready? Yeah. I yeah. Got All right, question. Robert. All right, so I got one that obviously would be one of the biggest names if he is actually traded. Herman Marquez of the Colorado Rockies, I think, will get traded. It'll be one of the biggest news, and I think he goes to the Houston Astros because he fits that analytical build. He's disgusting, and this is one of the bigger trades we're going to be hearing about if it happens. The Astros will get Herman Marquez and Daniel Bard because they need to fit somewhat of a bullpen arm in that bullpen that has been a mess. The Rockies finally make a trade that makes sense. They get Forrest Whitley, they get Jeremy Pena, and they get Corey Lee. This fits everything they've needed. They get a catcher for the future. They get an all-star caliber shortstop that could maybe play shortstop for the outfield. Very athletic. And then Forrest Whitley obviously building into hopefully an ace for the Rockies. I think this is a deal that the Astros have to make because the White Sox and the Red Sox are going to be making moves as well, and they're going to be a lot deeper in this postseason run. Forrest Whitley, that's the name I haven't heard in a while. Yep. Man, has he fallen off. Yep. He's still their All number right. one prospect. All right, Nick, wrap us up, baby. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in Denver with uh, Robert there, and I I was thinking Daniel Vargas because of of what he's done, but I'm gonna go with with the guy behind Marquez and John Gray. Um, he's kind of that post hype guy. He was a big guy coming up. We all know about his his name when he when he came up and struggled, but he's he's been pretty good this year. He has a th- 3.68 ERA. Um, his strikeouts are back up after last year. He isn't getting as hit as hard um, as he did hit, got hit last year. That's actually getting hit the least. His hard hit rate is the least it's ever, lowest it's ever been. The bail rate's down. Um, he's got a one-year contract. So I could see him going to the to the Phillies or the Mets. Um, we talked about talked about the Mets needing pitching and the Phillies needing just help right now and uh, getting over that hump. Um, I could see a Maton going over to the to the Rockies with a potential loss of, of story. But I think John Gray um, getting out of Denver. Same with Marquez. Both these are amazing pitchers. Getting those pitchers out of Denver where they can flourish in a, in, a, in a bigger ballpark, I think John Gray would be a big, big help for the Phillies. Yeah, and Trevor Story is also a guy that we haven't talked about but might be on the market as well. So the Rockies are just dismantling every piece that they Hopefully. thought they could build something with, unfortunately. All right. Well, the trade deadline is still more than a week away, so there's a lot more time to for things to develop. And I'm sure if some breaking news happens, we'll talk about it next week. Um but yeah, that's kind of our primer for the next 10 days or 11 days, I guess. Um, be on the lookout for those deals. All right, we'll be back next week. Make sure to follow along for the ride. Run all your podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. 
wherever you get your podcasts. We're on social media at Sitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And our email is dsitchespodcast at gmail.com. dsitchespodcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody take care. Thanks for listening.